Thank you, Ms. Carroll. I appreciate it very much. I, I told you you should not have announced I was speaking. Look at the crowd. I mean, <laughs> what happened to everyone? Sam. Everyone Sam. today. I know, guys, y'all are under a lot of uh, uh, pressure this week and a lot of stuff going on as you're, as you're trying to finish strong uh, on this semester. Uh, but good news is I'm sure you can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And isn't it a wonderful feeling when you finish that last exam? Isn't it a great feeling you finish grading the last exam? Uh, there or whatever. But just, just to know that you started something and, and you, uh, you are uh, uh, just bringing it uh, uh, to a conclusion. So I was at the Re uh, uh, Renew Conference uh, a few weeks ago. And they, they, opened, they opened it up with, with a very uh, brief video clip that I thought it was kind of cute. I thought I'd show you. But, but the, think of this. Uh, uh, does this video clip uh, remind you of, of any Sunday school teachers, ministers, pastors, college professors, uh, teachers, uh, or even uh, parents? <laughs> I thought that was uh, cute. Does, does that remind you of any anyone you've heard speak before or whatever? So, so I guess, um, uh, guys. Okay. So I guess uh, if we get at a certain point in this, and, and I'm just. Uh, get long-winded or whatever. Just somebody yell uh, duck or something like that, and I'll get the message there, okay? So I, I tend to be that way. So, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil, spiritual forces in, in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand, therefore, the truth uh, with truth, like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and feet uh, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. That was an uh, excerpt from the last time I spoke to the North Boulevard College class uh, in, in a series. And uh, it was all about, we are at war. And, and, and there's a war going on every single day. And that's what we looked at uh, that semester. We talked about the fact there's somebody out there that wants to kill every one of us. He wants to kill our life, our joy, our witness to the Lord, our influence. He wants to kill our spirit. And he wants to kill us spiritually. And it's a very real war going on. That's how I opened the series the last time I spoke to the North Boulevard College class. Uh, does anybody remember that? Was anybody here? 
that that day that I did that. Okay. So I'm sorry. Uh, the the date I uh, uh, introduced that. September 9, 2001. Um, was anybody, uh, were you guys even alive then? Yes. How old were y'all then? Very young. One. Young. Okay. Nine. So, so that, is the, that is the date that I introduced this whole series that we were on, that, that we were in a war. Within 48 hours, that happened. And our nation was under attack, and we were, it was the beginning of a whole new way of life for a nation. A nation. And, and this idea of war, and we are at war, was really on our minds in a lot of ways. That was, that was uh, uh, in, in 2001. So, needless to say, you know, we came back, that was Sunday, uh, September 9, 2001, came back the next Sunday, and everyone was wide awake, and they were listening <laughs> a lot, and of course, I had no idea what was, what was going to happen, but it just kind of put an exclamation point on the fact that, yes, we are at war. Actually, those of you who are at first service this morning, it's kind of, is related uh, to, to first service, uh, what David uh, was talking about a little bit. So that's not the that's not the uh, what we're going to be really talking about uh, this this winter uh, session. Uh, but but that's kind of been my experience. The last the last time I was here, uh, uh, you know, that's where I, it's kind of related uh, because our our kind of topic or, or theme that we're going to be looking at over the next. A uh, few weeks is called surrounded, and kind of the theme passage there: uh, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds His people, both now and forevermore. Uh, this is something we came up with. Uh, uh, I uh, again, my name is Todd Miller, and my day job is I I'm a director of spiritual life and community outreach out of Middle Tennessee Christian School, and so. In my in my job, uh, I uh, it's a really fun job. I got to get to do a lot of fun things. I get to to help our students be the hands and feet of Jesus outside of the classroom walls. Uh, you know, this week we gave a big party for for a lot of underprivileged uh, uh, children, and, and we did a food packing event yesterday. Uh, just packed over a hundred food boxes. There and so I, it's just a lot of fun getting to do all that. Get to you know help plan chapels and just things like that. So it's the best job I've ever had. I was a high school principal before that, and this is a much better job than that. <laughs> uh, a lot more positive. But uh, um, so uh, this year I came up with this this thought and this idea of, of surrounded. That's what we've been talking about at school, and I thought. You know, we might be able to uh, bat this around a little bit in here. So, so for the next few weeks, we'll wrestle with ways that the world makes us feel surrounded, while reminding ourselves of how God 
surrounds us every day. And I guess, you know, back when I taught in the class in 2001, I guess it's kind of related a little bit. I mean, because, uh, you know, the whole idea of, of, of being at war and, and everything. But uh, because sometimes we all feel surrounded by the reality of life in 2019. Raise your hand if you, you have felt like life has ever surrounded you. You've been at points in your walk where you felt just surrounded. I don't know what I'm going to do. Even I've lost hope. I've, I just, Lord, I just don't see a way out of it. It's, it's all around me. Um, you know, uh, quite, honest, quite honestly, I'll just give you a, a little, you know, a thing with me personally. I, I have, I've been in education probably, I guess, 25 years or 27 years now and, and uh, been in administration for 16 years. And, and I got to a point a few years ago where I guess I would call it uh, a burnout or whatever, but I just felt surrounded, you know. I, I felt like, you know, uh, that, that, uh, um, that everywhere I turned, there's, there's nothing but negativity. And, and when you're an administrator in a school, I mean, you feel like, you know, that's 90% of what you have to deal with is just putting out, salt, putting out one problem or one conflict you know, after another, and it kind of skews your perspective of life, and, and I, I just really, I did, I, I really, uh, you know, really felt surrounded, you know, by, I was, I was letting that job on me. Has anyone ever had something that, that you feel like is just taking control and it's owned you? Has anyone ever, that's not a good place to be. It's not a good place to be. We all know there's only there's only one thing that needs to own us, right? And that's our faith and our relationship in Jesus. And and anything else in this world that 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 is encroaching as far as is owning you, as far as just taking so much of who you are away, it may be good on, on some levels. But in the big picture, it's not good. So sometimes we all feel uh, surrounded uh, by the reality of life. <clears throat> and sometimes we just simply need to uh, see the cup half full, reminded that life is good, God is good all the time. He has our back, will never let go, will never give up on us. His life is stronger than anything life can throw at us. Raise your hand if you ever think you need to be reminded of that sometimes. I, I know I do. And, and back a few years ago when, when I was in, in, in that burnout phase, uh, need to see the cup half full. Well, I, I, have you ever been in a mode where you're seeing the cup half empty or the cup rather have been half full? Have you, have you ever been in that mode? That's not a good place to be. It's not a good place to be because, because uh, guys, y'all know this. God is good. Mm -hmm. and, and 
uh, he doesn't promise us that life is always going to be easy. He doesn't promise us that, that you know, bad things will not ever happen or, or, or challenges uh, will not ever uh, uh, hit us. He doesn't promise us that. But he promises us that, that, that he's going to walk with us through every single one of them. And that he promises us that we will get through them with him. And it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of that. And so uh, the next few weeks we're going to be talking about different ways, that, uh, different challenges that, that we may face, different ways that, that life surrounds us, and then reminding ourselves of all the ways that, that God we really are surrounded. It's true. We are surrounded. But as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so God surrounds his people, we're surrounded by God in his presence there. And so that's kind of going to be where we're headed the next uh, few few weeks here. So going back, let's go back to this, uh, this, this slide. Sometimes we all feel surrounded by the reality of life in 2019. If, if you met someone from another world, by the way, does anyone, what y'all, what y'all's take on that? Y'all believe there's other life out there? Anyone? No, no we're it? Y'all believe we're it? Yeah. We're it? Okay. Well, just, just go with me. Okay. If you met someone but what's that area in Arizona? Area 50, 51. Anybody been to Area 51? Okay. All right. No, I'm not. If you met someone from another world and tried to describe what your life on earth was like, how would you describe it in one word or one sentence? I'm going to give you just a, a, a couple of minutes to talk about that. At your uh, at your table, and I want you to to uh, really think about that. And let's come up with a few answers here. Uh, I'll give you a couple minutes here. Anything? Just what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Anything? No wrong answers here. No wrong answer. Anything that first thing that comes to your mind. Yes, one word or one sentence. Oh, one word, but limited to one sentence. That's hard. It's hard. We're gonna we're gonna capture life. I 
but my life on earth is a balance of light and darkness. A balance of light and darkness. That, man, that's awesome. I, I'm loving that we're getting both sides of it. My life on earth is a representation of the light a representation of grace. Awesome. I put that my life on earth is constantly moving. Constantly moving. How many connect with that? Oh, that, that's one thing we're going to be talking about this uh, winter quarter. Man, our lives move. And it comes at you fast. And, and it seems, seems like there's just one thing after another. Why is that? Why is that? I, but we kind of do it to ourselves, don't we? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That, I, I will tell you, that's something, you know, that's on my list of things to work on for sure. We liked his answer, which was, it's complicated. Complicated. I agree with that totally. Complicated. Life is complicated. You know, have you ever noticed... That when, when you make just different decisions and do different things, a lot of times there's what I call ripple effects from those uh, uh, decisions. A lot of times, I had, before I went into administration, I had a wise man tell me, he said, he said, Todd, before you make any decision, whether you're leading a school or leading a business or leading a church, realize this. That, that your culture situations are complicated and there's always ripple effects. Spend time trying to figure out what the ripple effects are. A lot of times we make decisions based on just kind of the surface thing. This seems good, let's do it, right. You, and, and we never consider the ripple effects. Ripple effect, that's good, that's good. Yes? We just said busy. Busy, oh yeah, busy. Uh, and that, again, that's the busyness of life. And, and uh, I will tell you guys, we have failed. I'm not saying every person in here, but, but as a general group, our church, our faith, we have, uh, uh, we have failed miserably in honoring the scripture of, 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 of be still and know that I am God. It's like we have to be stimulated every minute of the day. We have to be doing something all the time. And I, I'm with you. I'm preaching to myself as much or more than anyone else. And that is something we're going to be talking about some. It is a huge challenge because the busyness of life will suck the life out of you. It will rob you of your relationship with Jesus, and that is your life force. And, and I, I would just say, if, if, if you're trying to, going to make New Year's resolutions here coming up and trying to, trying to redirect, trying to think, most of us are in this same boat together. Put that on your list as something I need to improve on. Is is eliminating a lot of the clutter from your life. 
learn how to say no sometimes. I mean, you know, some, sometimes people want you to do certain things that are really good. I'm not saying they're not good or whatever, but sometimes you just have to say no. Yeah, that's great. Anything back here? Uh, mystery. Mystery. Oh, yeah. That's that's exactly right. Isn't that, isn't that one of the things that makes life awesome? <laughs> it's a mystery. How, how, how would life be? I'm, I'm just curious. How, would, how do you think life would be if you knew every single thing that was going to happen? Would you really want to know? If, if, I, if I gave you, if I said, I've got this magic power and I can open your eyes and your mind and you will know every single thing that's going to happen the rest of your life, how many people would take, would take that off? A lot of people would. Okay. Yeah. Would you be tempted to take that off? Yes. Yeah. You, said the, you said the key word, power. Power. Yes. Power. That's exactly right. So, so yeah, uh, great answer. Uh, all of the great answers, guys. So Jesus, one of my favorite passages is, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And, and guys, that's really what it all boils down to. We are searching for the kind of life that Jesus has created for us. We're searching for that. Um, it's a lifelong journey. And, and I'm sure, certainly not saying I'm there, but, but that's the goal. I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. And what is life? That they know, that they may know you, the only true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. There are so many things in this world that will lead our eyes away from Jesus. Okay? There's so many things. And they're not all bad. I'm a big college football fan, uh, man. I, this is this is this is the time of year where I just really uh, I, I enjoy. I watched the Ohio State game last night. I watched the you know the uh, uh, Big Ten, the the uh, Big Eight championship, the SEC championship. Uh, by the way, do we have any Georgia Bulldogs in here? We do. Sorry. Uh, any LSU fans in here? LSU. All right, go Tigers. So, uh, you know, I, I really thought that uh, LSU wasn't in the same league as Ohio State and Clemson until yesterday. I think they may be. So, go watch out for LSU. But, but I love college football. You know, I, I love it. But if I'm not careful, the battle I face is is. I'm sitting around going around thinking about who's playing who and whatever and, and all that. And it's taking my eyes off of Jesus. 
And so in that regard, it can be bad. And, and that's just something we've got to, we've got to watch. Uh, think in your mind, I know probably most of you are not college football fans, but think in your mind, what, what are two or three of the things in your life that tend to take your focus off of Jesus? I'm not saying they're bad things. Money? Oh, yeah. Like the worry. The worry of money. Oh, yeah. Avoidance. Yeah. Avoidance? Yes. Elaborate on that a little bit. So, if I don't want to do something, I'll do everything I can to avoid it. Therefore, avoidance is keeping me away from what really matters, which is Jesus. Yeah. I guess, like, if that makes sense. No. What are some of the kinds of this is we're on okay. something good here. What what are some of the kind of things that we we tend to avoid? So the one thing that I really tend to avoid is like a big, just a big project, I guess, because I have a fear that I won't know what I'm doing, and a fear of I'm gonna just screw this thing up and it's gonna be horrible. So I just won't do it until I absolutely have to do it, and then. You stress yourself out because you've waited to the very last minute when the whole time you could have been working on it, like little by little. Yeah. Bad Ooh. habit I do. Sometimes I'm good. We avoid hard work. Avoid hard work. Like it, well, just anything challenging. Challenging. We don't want to be challenged, especially we, our generation. We always try to find the easy way to do things, don't we? Mm-hmm. We do. I feel like we also, like, I can tell you from an example, we avoid people that we just don't want to deal with, or we avoid situations, like, with people that, like, it's easier just to ignore somebody rather than to confront anything in an issue or whatever, and possibly restore a relationship. It's easier to just say, like, that's it. How many people in here have, have do you, has ever had a, another person personally pull your eyes off of Jesus or pull you away from Jesus? Another person? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we need to be intentional in our thoughts and, and just recognize who those people are. I mean... I'm not saying they're bad people. Sometimes I noticed over the years that sometimes you have two two students that, that are together and they're not bad kids, but something about when they get together, the chemistry just isn't good, and and, and, and they have a negative, you know, uh, effect on each other. Uh, how many people have had a problem with uh, with somebody and and they actively try to avoid them? Yeah, yeah, and that's talking about taking your eyes off of Jesus or whatever, and, and, and maybe they've done something to you or whatever, or whatever. But uh, if, if you avoid them, have you really forgiven them? Uh, the way God has forgiven us, it's it's tough. It's tough. Great answers, man. God. All right. So, within a few words or sentences, describe your vision of what having a full life looks like. I'm going to give you a minute or two, and this will probably kind of uh, 
uh, wrap it up. I'm going to give you just a minute or two, but in you, I want you to be thinking about this. Jesus wants us to, to have a life and have it to the full. I want, you, I want you to think just a minute about what does a full life look like to me? What, do, what does that look like to me? What's my vision with that? I'll give you just a minute to think about that. What a full life that like well. Still the oldest here. I wrote down serving others, being faithful others. Oh, now we can try to get back. Like, 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 Okay, we're about out of time, folks. Let's let's get just a, just a three or four three or four comments to wrap us up. And, and I, let me just say this: I want you guys to be thinking about and praying about this concept of what a full life is. What what is my vision? having a full life. Always doing God's will even when you don't want to. Always doing God's will even when you don't want to. Oh, that's the hard part. Even when you don't want to. Great, great. What else? I said the full life to me is having that perfect balance of time for you but also bringing others, like reaching the lost specifically, not just service, but that particular service. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think a key word you mentioned there is balance, and, and, and that's, uh, we're going to talk more about balance. <clears throat> what else? One more. Anybody? Anybody last? Anybody have one more? Um, we wrote... Or I wrote, serving others, being filled by others, discipleship, and then having a just like a deep relationship with the Lord. Yeah, serving others. Okay, that is awesome. That kind of leads us in to next week. Let me just uh, invite you. Kind of next week, 
uh, uh, we're going to continue talking about being surrounded, but one of the things God surrounds us with every single day is opportunities and blessings He gives us in that we have opportunities to serve those around us. We're surrounded by service. We're surrounded by opportunities to serve. And so the good news next week is you're not going to have to really listen to me. I've got a gentleman coming in that's going to give his testimony that you will not want to miss. And I'll put him before you. It's rather than me telling you what service is, I'm going to show you what a life of service looks like. I think you'll really enjoy it next week. Y'all have a blessed week. Thank you. Thank you.